Welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. I talk to some of our industry's finest leaders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives about crafting a life and a career based upon being outside. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Outside by Design. This week, it's just me, Iris. Lisa is traveling on a work project, so it's just me this week, but I'm really excited to tell you about our guest today. Today, we have Susan Purvis. Susan is an empowerment speaker, explorer, author of the best-selling adventure memoir, Go Find, and Susan has spent her career doing some pretty incredible things. Susan essentially is a helper. She spent about 20 years training avalanche dogs, doing search and rescue missions, traveling all across the world as a backcountry medic, and now she runs Crested View Outdoors, providing wilderness medicine, first responder, and avalanche courses for people of all experience levels. And here at Wheelie, we met Susan because we took one of her wilderness first aid classes, and I cannot recommend her enough. I had taken wilderness first aid before, but the way that Susan teaches, she makes sure that you get all the information, it's not overwhelming, and she makes it really fun and funny to learn and to be prepared when you're outside. So I'm excited for you to learn from what Susan has to say about her life. She gets into her book and whether or not she considers herself a writer. She talks about fear holding her back, all the different ways that you can get lost in life, from getting lost in the woods to getting lost in relationships as well as her journey to stop drinking alcohol and the impact that's had on her creativity. So this is a really great, interesting episode, and let's hear it. Well, Susan, thanks so much for being here today. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited that you're here for a number of reasons. One, that you're a badass. Two, you know, that I really like you as a person. And three, you just have so many good things going on. I can't wait to catch up and hear all about them. Likewise. Are you recording now? We're recording. Okay. It's happening. And and the first question we ask everyone to answer is to describe where they are and what they're looking at. Ah, I'm in my office and I'm looking at three beverages. I have a beautiful green drink that I just got locally. My, um, I'm on a seven-day juice fast. I have a glass of lemon water and a cup of espresso. Wow. Going for it. Going for it. And you're in Whitefish right now. I'm in Whitefish, Montana. Yes, looking out at the uh, ski resort that I can't see because we have weather. I know. It's, it's looking kind of stormy out there today. Does it feel like a fall to you, like? It's ready to almost be ski season. I, yeah, I got kind of excited about winter today. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, which is good. So tell us about everything that you've got going on with Go Find and Crested Feet Outdoors and all the cool things that you do for our audience that's never heard of you before. Okay, hi. Uh, my book, my paperback is coming out in three weeks, September 3rd. Uh, so I wrote a book that came out last October called Go Find, My Journey to Find the Lost in Myself. 
and I've been on book tour for eight months and my paperback comes out, which is a big deal. So I'm on my way to Denver for my paperback release to the tattered cover, which has been one of my goals. You know how we set goals. I'm like, I really want to speak at the tattered cover, which is the largest independent bookstore in Colorado. And why do I go to Colorado? Cause that's where my book takes place. That's right. And yeah. So uh, I just got back from, a Western Colorado book tour for eight days. So that was fun. I got to go to all those, my old spots like Uray, Ridgeway, Montrose, Lake City, Crested Butte. Uh, it was super fun. I bet that was really fun. Yeah. I bet that was awesome. And and um, I love your book, but why don't you tell our audience what your book's about? Well, that's a, <laughs> the elevator pitch is this. I like to say... It's the seriousness of Into Thin Air. Remember the big Everest disaster book? Mm -hmm. It's the silliness of Marley and me. And it's the woman's internal journey of eat, pray, and love. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Now, the other thing I say to people is I I say, "What what is my book about? I say this. How come it's easier for me to jump out of the side of a helicopter with my avalanche dog in my lap to look for a dead person than it is to talk to my husband about our relationship together? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, man. That is. Right? So how is it that we can have this amazing bond with an animal? I could teach my dog to save lives, but yet I couldn't communicate and have this really immense intense bond with the man that I loved it's a good book and so you you know you have this background of um ski patrol and and wilderness first aid and wilderness rescue and this super badass uh life and now you're an author so do you self-identify as an author or does it still feel weird Oh my God, that's such a great question. You know what? I It took me 10 years from the time I started writing my book till it got published. Okay. They, they say, whoever they are, that, you know, your first time author, a first time filmmaker, you know, that does their whole movie. It's about a 10 year process. And I was never a strong writer. Like I had to learn how to write um, and surround myself by writers and study the craft. Recently, I wrote an article with a beginning, middle, and end. It was 1,700 words. And I got my first paycheck, and it was published, because I hadn't really written before. And so 10 years into this process, this summer I said, look at that. I hold up the check. I guess I'm a writer. (laughs) I got $50 for this article that was just, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, I say, I finally can say I'm a writer, but I couldn't say it really until uh, the summer. Isn't that interesting? It is. It is, because you're going on book tours and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we talk to ourselves, huh? I know. So I guess I'm I'm an author now. And, um, well, I was talking to you uh, recently that I, now that I'm an author, uh, I created a website because as an author, you have to do all these things, right? Like, how do you get your message out? How do you sell your book? And I, for those of you um, in the audience, uh, we have to be pretty organized about how we um, release our information. And I was just slapping everything on this sad little website. So 
recently I had to rebrand and ask my website, what do I want it to do? Um, so not only am I author and I'm also an educator, but I also am now an empowerment speaker. That's my new title. And so I'm designing and creating that because I want, you know, I had to ask my book when I wrote it, what I want it to do. And I want to empower people to get out and live their dream. And there's a lot of reasons why people don't give themselves permission to do that. Ooh, what do you think some of those reasons are? Yeah, well, I know because fear. I always wanted to be a writer, but I had fear that I would be broke, busted, destitute, because the creative process is a, a difficult one. So I said, oh, I'll go be a geologist instead and make a lot of money. But I always wanted to write. So in my 20s, I thought, oh, my God, I can't be, you know, I was I was broke. And as a 20-year-old, I certainly didn't want to be broke as a 30-year-old. And all the writers I knew were kind of broke. So fear stops us from pursuing our passion. It's also that little monkey mind um, we have in our head saying, who do you think you are? You can't sit down and write a book. You know, you got to go do, you know, get a real job. And also, you know, the people around you don't want you to sit around and write a book either. I, I like what you chose for a real job at that time. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. What in your mind made, you know, hanging out the side of helicopters, like, more legitimate than... Right. Well, those, so, you know, I did get deployed out of a helicopter with my dog, you know, and it was normal, you know, it was to usually find dead people. So why are we taking such risks? You know, you're in the business of outdoor adventure. I think a lot of us like to get close to the fire. You know, how far can we go to to push our limits? Because that's where, you know, we we tend to thrive. A lot of people, I you know, I don't want to be so uh, generalized, but you know, they sit in their homes or their offices. Their big challenge in life might be going to a yoga, a hot yoga class. And, you know, we're up on the side of mountains or, you know, biking, you know, where there's no cell coverage on 20-day trips. Mm-hmm. So it's all what we're used to. But, you know, we grow. We want to thrive and grow. And I think for me, I like getting close to the edge. I like going to that unknown place where there is no roadmap and see how I will um, thrive in that environment. I love that too. And it feels so normal to me to go see what my body is made of. Right. Um, Yes. And it's really fun. But sometimes I feel like there's something wrong with people like us. Well, or the mental fortitude, because whether it's physical or mental, it's all the same for me, like the same strength. Right. So like you, people like you and I, we're not going to back down. We're going to be like, we can do it. We can do anything. Is there anything you can't do? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I think about this a lot is I, there are lots and lots of things that I physically cannot do, but I'm pretty good at figuring out how to get them done anyway. Yeah. Whether it's like, you know, getting help or contracting out or using a bunch of people to lift something like I can figure out pretty much almost anything. Right. So the be, you know, part of this is asking for help, which is, you know, a key to our success. You just said it because I didn't know how to train a dog. I had to ask for help. I didn't know how to train myself. I didn't know how to move through avalanche uh, country. I had to ask. We surround ourselves with mentors. I didn't know how to write a book. I had to go find mentors that could help me do this. 
Um, so, you know, the key, the key ingredient is asking for help. And there's a lot of people willing to help you or us. Absolutely. And, and what I really respect and appreciate about you is you teach avalanche classes, but you also kind of frame yourself as a lifelong learner. Right. Um, even though you really are teaching so many people. Right. And I teach, you know, to date, because uh, I've been teaching wilderness medicine courses for almost 25 years. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly learning from my students, too. Lisa, dating can be really hard. It can be really hard to know what you want in life. You, when you're trying to find the right person, you have to, like, go up to someone in bars or you have to download an app and you gotta swipe in different directions, it's really complicated. You know, sometimes it's about timing and fit, like who's available at the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's about going with what you know because your friend said they like someone or going with someone that your friend tries to set you up with. Yeah, we've all been on dates like that where it's like, this just isn't a good fit. When can it be over? Yes. Luckily, there's an app for them, for dating. But you know what there's not an app for? What? Finding the right creative agency. There's so many creative agencies out there. How are you going to find the right fit? Let's just save people some time and tell them about a really great creative agency we know called Wheelie. Oh yeah, we do know that creative agency. There's a funometer at Wheelie, and so you have to like fun, be outdoorsy, have products that make a difference in the world, and basically not be boring. Yeah, so if you thrive outside, you should swipe right on a great creative agency called Wheelie and visit wheeliecreative.com. If you're boring, swipe left. I love what Susan has to say about being a lifelong learner because Susan is, spends a lot of her time as an educator, as a speaker. She's constantly helping people, but I love that she takes time to realize as she's helping people and teaching people, she's learning and constantly changing constantly getting better, learning how to explain things better, learning how to be clear, and learning from her students. And what a what a great outlook as someone who obviously is an expert in wilderness medicine and search and rescue efforts. She doesn't just get complacent with her knowledge level. She's constantly learning. And that's something that I think we can all try to remember to do in our lives, to just never be complacent with what we think we know. All right, let's get back to Susan. And so now, what are you doing with Crested Butte Outdoors? What am I doing with Crested Butte Outdoors? I just got off a big teaching uh, schedule. Uh, I have a lot of clients. And so this uh, April, May, June, and July, I was traveling across the nation. I teach one uh, search and rescue team in Wyoming who has a contract helicopter all summer and their job is to really do rescues in the wind rivers because the access is so difficult. And um, the beautiful thing, I've been with these guys for 12 years, their sheriff, their new sheriff, he's young. He comes to the classes. Now he has medical training. And I just got a call yesterday from their team that they had to go rescue somebody with high altitude pulmonary edema. And he's like, the sheriff saved a life. Um, so it's nice to hear that um, people can use the information that I teach and, you know, start to give back and, and change the outcome of people who are having trouble in the backcountry. We, uh, so as you know, my whole company went through one of your wilderness first aid classes. 
And last week we used that knowledge for the first time on a photo shoot. No way. Tell, do tell. So while someone fell and uh, ripped open her knee on some scree, and then somebody from my crew went over and said, hi, my name's Sue. <laughs> You're so cute. And <laughs> let me put this under you. <laughs> you knew what to do. And we just quoted you the whole time. But that's right. oh, that's, that gives me joy. Yeah, it's good. Right. They did know mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah, they knew exactly what to do and yeah. taped it all up. And Let me ask you this. So what's the anticipated if somebody lacerates their knee? Oh, in the, the backcountry, what are you really worried about now? Infection. Yay! You get a lolly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I recommend anybody takes your courses because they are practical and useful and fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's good fun. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you have this winter? What do you have on the docket for all your avalanche training? Yeah, so we're gonna you know uh, the beautiful thing is I'm a an area instructor, which is the American Institute for Avalanche Research and Education. Uh, I teach. I'm a lead instructor for this curriculum, and we now have an office in Whitefish, Montana. Uh, our through Crested Outdoors and Guides of Montana, which is a, an affiliate of Jackson Hole Mountain Guides. We teach level one and level two avalanche courses and rescue courses up at Great Northern Powder Guides, which you know, because we brought you along on a, um, to do some media for us. Mm-hmm. Three days at a yurt in the back country. It's so magical up there. I feel like I'm in a um, snow globe. It's quiet. There's no cell coverage. It's stormy it's full of snow and we just get to walk through the woods all day it's pretty special it is special it it is awesome up there it's so awesome up there and then we sleep up there and you know three days later we come out with a whole new appreciation for life and we're motivated and we have some knowledge and you know um because i teach medicine and avalanche courses these courses kind of all boil down to how do we make decisions you know and are we carrying the right things with us are we able to stay out here for 24 hours and survive um so you know when i boil down my classes it's all about how we go who do we go with um are we making the right decisions and do we have a plan do you feel like that same decision-making transfers into your creative work? Yes. Yes. Or, you know, so like my empowerment speaking is, you know, I listen to people and all I think about, because in medicine, we talk about what's your problem, what's your anticipated problem, and what are you going to do about it? So I hear people talk to me, you know, and they kind of go in circles about their problem. They can't really nail down their problem. So I go, oh, so your problem is this. (laughs) And they go, yeah, how'd you know? And then I go, well, so what are your anticipated problems? What, you know, what are you worried about with that? And then what are you going to do about it? So I like, I like that. Yeah. And then I, you know, help them. I guide them through their situation. What kind of situations do people well, typically come have? One of the metaphors I use in my book is this. I, I taught myself and I taught my dog how to save lives. I was what I called the lost expert. We could find anybody in the woods, in the drown in the water, under the snow, 
And in the writing process, years later, I realized I was as lost as anybody I found. So I had to challenge myself, well, how does the expert get into trouble? Or how does the expert get off path? Or how does the expert get buried, metaphorically? And um, so the you asked me, so what kind of problems do people have? So we can get lost in the woods. Okay, we understand that. We can get lost in addiction. The classic one is, I might say to somebody, I think you drink too much alcohol. And what do you think the first thing that's out of their mouth is? No, I don't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we can get lost in addiction. I can talk to you about the, the five phases of being lost. We can get lost in our health. Like all of a sudden I found myself drinking too much this summer and getting fat. So now I'm not the fit, healthy person I used to be. So I'm like, well, I have to stop because I have the knowledge now and the tools and say, wait a minute, what are you doing? So we can get lost in you know our health, addiction, emotion a relationship, our career, and in a life. So I try to bring those people back on closer to the path. How, how do you know the path? Like, you seem so self-assured, but I think that path can be hard, harder for some people than others to find. Yeah, it's a balancing act, right? Like, you know, how do we stay balanced in emotion and health and um, career and, you know, families and, you know, all the pressure and, you know, aging parents and kids. And <laughs> how do you stay balanced? You don't have a, a partner. You don't have a dog. You don't have any plants. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's easier. Um, you know, uh, you always have to check in and say, how, where am I spending my time and how am I doing it? Because we get pulled in a lot of directions, right? And what are our habits and our patterns? You know, everything we put in our mouth, is this, you know, going to serve me? Does this help me? And, you know, if it doesn't, then we need to be asking, you know, why we're, cre you know, continuing with that habit. Hey, Lisa, did you know that there are these super comfortable shoes that are made from trees? What are you talking about? Yeah, they're so comfy and they're really eco-friendly because they're made out of trees. Iris, shoes don't grow on trees. No, they don't. But you know what does? Creativity. Really? Speaking of creativity, I know of a really great creative agency called Wheelie. What's Wheelie? It's a creative agency for brands who thrive outside. That's where you can go for strategy, execution, photography, awesome vibes, good coffee, and creativity that grows on trees. Wow, I'm going to contact Wheelie for all my businesses' creative needs. They all wear shoes. As you can tell, Susan is all about self-reflection and realizing when you're getting lost in life and deciding whether or not something is still serving you. And Susan's about to jump into this idea of finding balance and alignment, which is our word of the month for August. So let's listen. That's a perfect lead-in to our word of the month for this podcast, which we haven't even talked about yet, but it's alignment. Mm. And so when you hear the word alignment, how do you apply that? Like, what does that mean to you? And how, how are you applying that in your creative career as well? Well, I will say my align, your alignment is my, am I on the path? And so here's what I had to do drastically about 35 days ago, because I was off. I was out of alignment 
emotionally, physically, mentally, because I'll tell you why I had to look at alcohol in my life and say, is this serving me anymore? So I'm about 40 days, no alcohol. And that has gotten me back on track. So now I'm motivated to work out. I'm getting, you know, losing weight. And I had to make a huge adjustment to get back in alignment. What are you, uh, what are you finding? You feel, feel pretty good. Yeah. Like I, um, I'm 10 years younger. Oh, wow. Watch out world. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, as a writer, you know, we, we've convinced ourselves from, or I did, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to sit around and have a glass of wine and I'll be more creative and I'll get this work done. And, you know, it was serving me no purpose anymore. And it was making me tired, fat, lazy, and full of excuses. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but you're, you're, you're so blunt. I love it. <laughs> right. Oh, so, um, I feel great. You know, I'm working out now and you know, I'm getting strong. We have to stay strong or we're going to get sick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, we're pretty strong women. We like being strong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like becoming the person I complain about. I'm like, I'm that, you know, I can't fit into my clothes. You know, my boobs are too big, all of it. Right. Like, <laughs> so I had to get my act together. So I am, I am, uh, aligned right now. That's cool. And it feels good, right? It just feels oh, different. Than when... So good. I can stand up straight. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you think that transcends into creativity for you um i am producing so much uh content right now and here's i i went to the um a film uh school here in the valley last month uh the montana institute of the arts oh nice yeah well anyway i met a woman they the owners of the company flew in a a film director and she's also an actress and a writer. She does it all. She said, I quit drinking. And I went, oh, if you can quit drinking, maybe I can. And she's, you know, probably 45 years old. And I said to her, I go, but I feel so creative. Like, I feel like, you know, when I sit around after a day of skiing and have my wine, I go to work. And she looks at me and she goes, I dare you to go read the stuff you wrote when you're drinking your wine. You're probably not as creative as you thought you were. And I went, ouch, you know, and I think there's some truth to that. So now, you know, my sober mind is words are just flying out of me and I'm so much more effective in how I look at my day and in the work that I get done. And I was justifying my drinking to help me be creative and productive. And it's just not true. That's really interesting because I think to be great at creative work, you, it, it requires a certain level of vulnerability in the, yeah. you know, in the same way that it does when you work a physically demanding job, like search and rescue requires making your body vulnerable. But I think for, for creativity and being vulnerable, putting, putting yourself out there is really scary and it is hard to do that, um, fully sober, but that, that kind of discomfort is where a lot of really beautiful work happens. Right. Well, look what you have to mine out of people to get them to say what they're really trying to get on the page or in a video or, you know, 
on the screen. Absolutely. And and for you doing a rebrand, right? You are the brand. Like there really isn't yeah. <laughs> there really isn't a more vulnerable thing to do than than try to rebrand yourself as a business. Right. And as a human and as an evolving human that's always changing. So help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, how's that going for you? What do you what's this process of rebranding look like and feel like to you? Well, um, cause it's, it's, you know, every day I pick at, it's like live on, on my website. And then I go in and go, Oh, I got to cut that. I got to cut that. I got to cut that. I have to get my words just right. So fear blocks us from doing, you know, our, you know, living our full creative life. And at some point I had to finally release my book cause I was so full of fear. I'm like, and one day I woke up and said, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I just have to let this go out into the universe. And I kind of look at my rebranding like that, too. You know what? I can't care. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do the best I can. And I, I just can't worry about, oh, what so-and-so might say. You know, I just got, I have to make sure it's professional and beautiful. And then it's out in the universe. I have a newfound appreciation for my love of words. And, like, mm. the ability to find the perfect word is to me so gratifying. (gasps) Like it is something that just like lights me up. Right. So you know what my new word is? And I just got some feedback. Someone, I just sent my, my copy to a a friend of mine. She goes, Oh, I love the word empowerment rather than motivational, you know? Yeah. Motivational speaker. My words, empowerment. I try to empower people, but you know, I do that through my courses, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. How do I do that? Will you write that down for me in a paragraph or two and then send it off? Thank you. I actually will. <laughs> I will do that. I, get, I mean, I get a lot out of your courses from just, I don't know. Yeah, you're you're quite funny and direct, but also, you know, you're teaching about avalanche terrain and what could happen. But I really like your proactive, you know, like, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's really like not putting yourself in a victim mindset. It's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. There's nobody there to rescue you. Yeah. I like that style. Well, and that's how we have to go through life, right? You know, how do we get unburied? We have to do it ourselves. We have to be so strong in our conviction. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's next for you? Um, well, careful what you ask for because I wanted to be an empowerment speaker. So I got some gigs coming up. I'm, I'm traveling to Colorado, to Michigan, to Iowa, <laughs> back to Colorado uh, to speak and to do book promotion. I'm starting to work on book number two. Ooh. Yeah. What's that going to be about? Uh, I'm going to tell a story from my dog's point of view, my search dog's point of view. Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are uh, pretty much out of time, but how how can people follow you on the internet? Oh, great. Yeah. So I have um, on my website, I have two, SusanPurvis.com, P-U-R-V-I-S. That's my, uh, my new rebranding page. Then my company is called Crested Butte Outdoors, where I teach wilderness medicine and avalanche courses. That's cboutdoors.com. And then I'm on, you know, 
Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. Oh my God. All the things. I'm on, I'm on all the things. You're making it happen. Making it happen. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. And that was, that was a fun one. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Susan, for being on the podcast. It's always a great time when we get to hang out with Susan Purvis. You can find all the links to Crested View Outdoors and her website, as well as her social media profiles in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to Outside by Design to make sure you don't miss our episodes every single Thursday. You can follow Wheelie at Wheelie Creative on Instagram or wheeliecreative.com. And we love hearing from our listeners. If you want to leave us a rating or a review in iTunes, we'd really, really appreciate it. Other than that, have a great rest of your Thursday.